All right. Welcome back to uh, Christmas Fest. Um, I'm uh, I'm Raven, and I'm here with uh, Al Red Lanyard. How are you doing tonight, Al? Hello, Jenny. I am here. I am here and ready for Christmas. How are you? I'm good. I'm not uh, completely ready for Christmas yet. I'm procrastinating a lot uh, this year. It's uh, but you know it's okay. It's we're gonna get through it. Hey, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. And I'm, still, I'm enjoying the season. I'm just procrastinating. So absolutely. I feel that. I feel that. It's a it's an easy one to procrastinate. And I mean, like everything's cold. Um, it gets s- super dark at like noon now. Yeah. So it's, it's, easy, <laughs> it's easy to not have much energy. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. The sun like peaks out and it's like, ah, oh, never mind. I'm, I'm leaving again. <laughs> uh, no, nah, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'll see y'all in February. <laughs> right. Maybe if we're lucky. Uh, but yeah. So but it's been good. It's been good. Um, so today we're talking about The Preacher's Wife. Um which uh, is one of my favorites. Um, Al hadn't seen this in a while and didn't actually realize it was a Christmas movie. So I'm excited to talk about that. Um, so, so Al, like, explain kind of what the synopsis of this movie is. Yeah. Um, so I had watched like just like a few small snippets of this like a long time ago with my mom. Um, I'm not sure I would even like really say i watched this before it it was very much like i watched something with my mom that she watched and i like was on my game boy color while oh, it was going on. Yeah. yeah but um <laughs> yeah there's a blast for the past for everybody right. game boy color um, <laughs> but um yeah um so this this very fun um film very thought-provoking film if i may um is is about um a pastor of an inner city church um who's just kind of struggling with just kind of the life of a pastor or at least the life of pastors who go by it honestly um just kind of yeah just kind of trying to balance having a family and trying to balance uh, being um, responsible for the spiritual and emotional and financial welfare of a church, um, as well as the, the neighborhood um, therein uh, that surrounds the church. Um, it's about that. He's trying to, um, to, pl- to um, fulfill all his roles, wear a lot of hats as a pastor. Um, and then, in an unusual answer to his prayers, he gets an angel sent to help him um, by the name of Denzel Washington, <laughs> um, who is one of my favorite actors of all time. I love Denzel Washington. Um, so that was great to see him. Mm. Um, and so, oh, 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 D, oh, Denzel <laughs> um, goes about trying to help him uh, while simultaneously resisting the temptation to bang this man's wife, who is um, the wonderful Whitney Houston, <laughs> who's one of my favorite vocalists. Um, so, so yeah, this was an enjoyable one. I was I was vibing with it. <laughs> is that a pretty good synopsis? That was beautiful. That was great. Uh, I, I, we could end the podcast there. Was, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So, um, 
Man, yeah. Uh, I really like the movie. Um, a couple of things. Um, I wanted to start off by mentioning first and foremost one of my favorite things about the movie, uh, which doesn't have a whole lot to do with the plot, but it's the soundtrack, um, which is done by Hans Zimmer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Fun yeah. fact. Um, he won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, I did want to just like mention that because um like it's just every song in it is just so good um i listen to it like it gets on my spotify like it's probably gonna be on my wrapped next year because i've listened to it so much uh oh yeah and um yeah i just wanted to mention that um what did you think of the soundtrack oh it was great um it was excellent It, it reminded me a lot of um um this was kind of a recurring experience um me while I was watching this, it reminded me a lot of um, the church that um, I kind of grew up in uh, back when my family and I lived um, down in South Florida, because oh. it was very much um, um, it was very much that kind of like uh, very gospel, very energetic um, c- kind of feel um, at all of the church services. Um, but um, yeah, like yeah. The, this is definitely a soundtrack that just kind of speaks for itself. I feel like even if people haven't seen the preacher's wife, I feel like they've probably heard like a majority of the songs <laughs> just because the songs are so, are so well done. They're so, um, uh, they're so pervasive, uh, through pop culture. Um, mm-hmm. that's obviously assisted by the majority of them being performed by again, um, the flawless vocals um, of Whitney Houston. Yes, um, but um, no, it was great. It was it was honestly probably the best part of the film, um, which is saying something because it also had a really good cast as well. But um, yeah, no, I think that's a fair that statement. Because um, I just don't, I don't think the movie works without the music uh, at all. Um, mm-hmm. Like the final song they do uh, at the end, this it always moves me to tears because, you know, like I listened to Whitney Houston like all my life. Like it was one of my mom's favorite artists, and like, you know, it's just it was her voice is just moving anyway. And then like you know the fact that like you know she's passed on now, and like it's just it was kind of like hard to get through for me like this one watch through. So, um, what was your like first thoughts like after watching the film? Yeah. Um... I I had a lot of questions about <laughs> okay. some of the things this film and see at the end of last episode um I think it was on the actual episode I talked about how I'm interested to see if I have the same thought process <laughs> same thought um same thought processes that I had during the other movies because mm-hmm. this is like a well-known well-made film um yeah. like critically acclaimed like all that yeah um and so i kind of wonder just like am i gonna be like still caught up and like on my bullshit and the answer is yes because i had a lot of questions about some of the things the movie was like trying to say and like okay. at the end of the day i think it is i think it ends on a very wholesome very encouraging very hopeful note um, yeah. I think it handles it really well. I thought it was very encouraging, um, and hopeful, but, um, 
Yeah, I was really stuck on some of the questions about like how angels worked um, <laughs> in this world. Um, kind of interested in like how God worked in this world. Um, and I don't think I would have been so distracted if not for one of the penultimate scenes where Denzel Washington is in their house and he sees their wedding picture and he changes, um, he, uh, and, uh, he changes Courtney B. Vance's face into his. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and there's like a thunder strike and he's just like, Oh, sorry. And he changes it back. And like, that was, that was a really funny scene, but it felt so conflicting with the general tone of the end of the movie yeah. <laughs> that I was just kind of like, Whoa, Whoa, what was yeah. that? <laughs> You're like, Hey, whoa, I, 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 Oh, I don't think I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that was just uh, very much just there for humor. But, like, yeah, I, I feel you. It was very... That scene in particular. Yeah. Uh, I also did want to apologize because it's funny. Rewatching this. So, I, I like every single character in this movie, right? And I think I like them so much that I, in my head, after I get done watching it, I will think... Oh, that didn't actually happen this way. Because I remember we, uh, Alyssa had asked me when y'all came in this past weekend, um, you know, if like uh, the angel is like trying to sleep with the preacher's wife or whatever. And I'm like, no, my God, no. Like, it's not like that at all. And it's kind of like that. Oh, like a oh, little he, bit. oh, he kind of is. <laughs> he kind of is. But like, I try to justify it every time after, like, you know, months will pass. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't happen that way. And uh, so I did want to apologize for... Uh, <laughs> For that, no, misleading no, you. Um, <laughs> totally fine. I was really like, so, um, again, I hadn't ever really seen this before. I had never, um, I never read, um, the Bishop's Wife, uh, which this is like, um, a changed adaptation of. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, I didn't really know too much about it going into it. I knew there was an angel. And I knew he was trying to like help a failing marriage. <laughs> and that's like all yes. I really knew about it. Yeah. Um, so like so, so watching the journey of of Denzel Washington as this angel sent to help this pastor who's just kind of fallen on rough times and who's whose faith is starting to flail a little bit. Um watching the journey of that character go from I'm here to help. I really We'll want to help this guy get back on track. I want to help him get his community back on track. I'm all in it to gradually being just like, I, I could probably bang his wife if I wanted to, like, <laughs> like I'm not going to, but like, you know, I'm Denzel Washington. I like, I totally could. <laughs> it was really entertaining. I, I, in defense of Dudley, I think if there was more, character development for him i think what it, it, it i'm not like justifying it right but like i think it was more of like uh wow like i wish that i had gotten to experience like you know this type of woman when i was on earth blah 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 oh, sure. like not that it makes it okay but like i feel like it was um not not necessarily innocent but like I just feel like he was struggling with it. Like he was still going to like pay attention to the mission and he did like, he didn't do anything. They didn't do anything bad, but you could tell yeah. like he was like feeling her, you know, and that was like, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. No, no. No, no, I understand. Like it didn't, it didn't ruin his character at all for me. Um, I mean, it, it is freaking Whitney Houston. So it, it is Whitney Houston. I mean, I mean, who can blame the guy? Yeah. Um, and and it is Denzel Washington. Who can blame the girl? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I'm vibing yes. with it. I get it. Yep. Um. So, uh, let's see. What, um. Man, there's just so many questions. What do you have? Like, do you have any questions for me off the top of your head? Um, well, so, so, hmm, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. Um, because while watching it, like, pretty much up until the end, and like, even a little little bit with the ending still, um, I kind of got the feeling of just like, okay, I get, like, what they're trying to do and what they're trying to say. I get, like, um, the core of what the story is about. Um, I kind of kept going back to the idea of how, like, I'm not really sure how much everything changed. Like, because by the end of it, I was just like, okay, obviously the pastor and his wife are in a way better healthier place um, Mm. than where they were um obviously they have solved the problem of like on the church being um all torn down and the neighborhood being gentrified and things like that um they've like um addressed that i couldn't help but feel like uh, by the end of it just like okay like I get it. They accomplished like goals A and B. I feel like within a couple of months, um, this man is still going to be like very weighed down and very torn in a bunch of different directions by his responsibilities to his family and by his responsibilities to his church and the community and things like that. So like, so like in your opinion, do you think um, it like efficiently addresses that part of the struggle or do you think that they're just kind of like um on the course to just kind of relive a lot of those issues that were present at the beginning because again i just kind of struggled to see how that part of it was really changed uh, by anything that happened okay no that's a fair question um i kind of feel like at the end of it when he gives the sermon uh, to me, my perspective on it, and this might be like a sunny school answer, but I feel like <clears throat> his entire outlook and mindset changed. And I think that makes all the difference. Uh, pastors are always going to go through uh, similar things like what he went through and he'll always have like struggles like that. But I think his overall mindset changed. You know, he he had he renewed his hope, so to speak. Um so that's kind of what I took from it towards the end, you know. Um, and also the fact that there's not going to be, you know, we're we're kind of led to believe that the, uh, you know, evil capitalist overlord uh, is going to start helping out the church too, right? So, like, mm-hmm. that's kind right. of what I took from it. Yeah, I got you. No, no. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah. I will say that, like, it was kind of an interesting experience for me to watch it because like 
Um, like, I don't know how much I've talked about it before. I'm like, I grew up in the church. Um, I grew up around church all the time um, and things like that. Um, um, I have an uncle who was a pastor, um, who is a pastor, um, who who was like somewhat active in my life when I was growing up. It was influential and things like that. But uh, we kind of we kind of bounced around churches um, in my family when we were growing up, and we never really had a home church. Um, I don't think I ever really encountered a pastor who was like that kind of pastor mm-hmm. who was like. Yeah that active in the neighborhood who was like, who was like overextending themselves and like those kinds of tangible ways. Obviously that's not me saying that like doesn't ever happen because like, I'm sure it does. I know a person who that happened to, but like it was definitely a very interesting experience for me to watch it because like, I'll be honest, I hadn't, I had very rarely thought about that side, <clears throat> excuse me, of a pastor's life before, mm-hmm. um, despite having grown up in um, the Christian church and things like that. So, like, it was really interesting to see that side of it. It was almost kind of a cross-cultural um, experience in some ways to, like, see those kinds of struggles and things like that. Uh, just because for me personally, pastors that I had encountered before primarily had been more like, I don't know, like a bit more elite in like, and like their standing and stuff (laughs) and in like their function and stuff (laughs) of their, of their communities. So um, it was interesting to see that part of it, which like I think was probably the main reason why that plot point kind of bothered me so much is because I was so impressed by this person trying, trying to do it all that like a part of me, was just like, well, wait, no, and Washington don't go. Like, well, <laughs> he's going to, he's, he's going to need, he's going to need your help again. No, I think that's one of the reasons I do like this movie so much is because um, the pastors that are like that are often overlooked because they do work in the background. They're not doing it for like, you know, show they're not doing it to get you know the likes you know what I mean mm. um a th- like kind of a throwaway scene but at the beginning when Dudley gets there and he after he meets the pastor um he's like man he, he like just says to like one of the work like a I don't know it was like a hot dog stand maybe or something oh um, um, yeah 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 and and he just says like kind of in passing like man that guy's kind of rude and then the dude like straight up refuses to serve Dudley because the pastor had done so much for him and like you know I kind of like that's kind of the theme of this like you know of the uh I can't remember the pastor's name in the movie like it just like left me but it's kind of Henry yes thank you um it's kind of like Henry's like I feel like theme throughout the movie that he does all this. And I think he, you know, obviously was just feeling like, you know, he, uh, he felt like he wasn't, you know, good enough anymore, which is why Dudley went there. And it was, just, it was, just, I don't know. I just, I love the perspective of the movie because like I said, it's not often. And well, like you said, it's not often seen because mm-hmm. of the elitist, the Olstein types. Uh, so probably shouldn't have name dropped that, but anyway, yeah. 
<laughs> I think I think everybody who listens to us knows that Joel Osteen sucks. I think that's okay. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, um, what was your favorite side character in this movie? Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a great question. So I think I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Julia's mom. With him. Um, and yeah, so like, so I, I love that character so much. She, she, um, she kind of reminds me of my own mom in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, like, um, I don't think my mom is like that intrusive. I don't think my mom would ever like take her hip intentionally to come and stay with me and my wife to ensure (laughs) things were well, but, (laughs) but, um, and I say that having a mom who has broken a couple of hips in the past (laughs) had that opportunity to do so when she didn't. So I say that with pretty good confidence, but, um, but, um, no, I, I love that character so much from like, especially her sense of humor and also how blunt she was with people. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that just really, really reminded me of my mom because that's like how my mom is. Like that's how she, she has always been, especially the scene where, um, where I'm um, towards the end um, not quite in the third act, where um she has Dudley um take a walk with her to like talk to Dudley and just like and gives him just straight talk and is just like you need to stop like that's like <laughs> that's a married woman and like, <laughs> I see what's going on and you need to stop it and you're a really good guy. And, like, you need to, like, go and and spread your charm and talents elsewhere because, like, you're not doing, (laughs) you're not doing what you think you're doing in this situation. And I was just like, oh, man, yeah. Good thing somebody said it because this was starting to get really weird (laughs) for me as a viewer. Um, But um, I um, I liked her a lot. Um, And, like, I appreciated, too, that, like, that like that pretty much all of the characters in this like had both their good points and their flaws. Mm-hmm. Um and like um I'm not about to say that like her mom was just like the most flawless character in the entire film. Like a big part of her character is that she is very intrusive and that she doesn't respect um, a lot of boundaries and things like that. And mm-hmm. you see the good parts of that and the bad parts of that. Right. Um, but that was just really impressive to me that these characters did have those complexities and that they had room to show both their flaws as well as their strengths. Um, and I think that she is especially a good um, example of that to kind of show how how even the the same character trait can be exercised in, in an appropriate way and in a very good way. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with her. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, 
I would probably say her too, but to be different, um, hmm. I don't know. I really, I really love, uh, I mean, I don't know if he's even a side character, but I love Jeremiah, their son. He's like one of my favorite, like little child actors. He's adorable. Um, and I love the storyline with him and Hakeem and how they ended up being brothers. And I think that's adorable. Um, yes. Yes. I think, um, um, I think a very, um, significant scene, um, in Preacher's Wife is, um, is towards the beginning where Hakeem first leaves um, yeah. and goes to a foster home. Yeah. And, um, and, and Zale um, is watching it happen. I know his character is named Tully, but I'm going to continue to refer to him as Denzel Washington. I'm in Denzel Washington is watching it happen. And he just has kind of a quick line. He just kind of says, like almost to himself as much as it is um, him talking to God where he's just like, you know, I know you have a plan. I know you have a reason for what you do, but sometimes, you know, it's really hard to figure you out. And um, I was also just impressed by that, that they would have um, this character who's supposed to be, you know, um, an angel who's supposed to be like this very holy kind of like, you know, I'm I'm God's I'm God's word or whatever. I'm I'm c- coming to show you how to do it, to show that like even even he could acknowledge that like very unfair things happen, and like yes. he doesn't always understand why they have to happen. Um, I was really impressed with that part too. I thought that was a really powerful um, scene. Yeah, for sure, and so relatable. Like, yeah. Um, what was, uh, well, um, we, we talked about it, but what, what was your favorite scene? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm so sorry. Um, no, you're fine. I think, um, <laughs> I really, <laughs> so, um, I talked already about a scene that I thought was really like strong and powerful and carried like a really <laughs> impressive kind of <laughs> message. I'm also going to talk about a scene that I thought was absolutely <laughs> hilarious, which okay, was um, which was not just every time Lionel Richie was on screen, but, <laughs> but um, because I just I love Lionel Richie, but he felt so out of place in the movie every time he showed up because I think like. It was- Place. Like it didn't sound like Lionel Richie. Like no, so like, but like it was so obviously not, it was so obviously Lionel Richie that like right. every time he showed up, I like immediately I dropped <laughs> my suspension of disbelief <laughs> because like because <laughs> I just be watching it, I'm just like, okay, this is interesting. Like I wonder how like you know the angel character is gonna do this. Oh my god, it's Lionel Richie. Like. <laughs> That was my reaction every time he was on screen. But um, uh, but anyway, I do love the scene. I think it was hilarious. Um, it was very sweet, but it was also really funny to me. Um, the scene where they're ice skating, mm-hmm. and you see Jeremiah ice skating for like twenty seconds, and he's just like, "Okay, I'm good," which I which I get because I hate 
ice skating. Um, I'm exactly the same as Jeremiah. Like I'm out there for like 30 seconds and I'm just like, okay, my ankles are killing me because I'm bad at this and I want to go sit down and drink hot chocolate. Um, but, but the best part was they were just like, okay, that's fine, buddy. And they take him over and they sit him on the bench and they're just like, okay, hot cocoa guy's going to be over to get you some hot cocoa. And then they just they just leave and they're just like, okay, we're going to go ice skate for like three hours while you sit there. <laughs> just like, oh my God, this kid's probably so bored. He's... Right, and well, and it pants to him a couple times and he's just sitting there vibing. He's just sitting there watching him just like, <laughs> just thinking oh man that that guy's trying to bang my mom <laughs> that's, that's all that scene was to me uh, it was fun it was a fun scene <laughs> that is, that's a great scene um and the whole time henry's trying to get there and keep setting all the red lights and it's kind of yeah, implied yeah. that dudley's the one making all the lights red um (laughs) on the other side of things henry is also me as i'm driving through traffic in lexington (laughs) because i'm just like oh come on (laughs) what is this red light and in that moment i was both i was both child and father and i and i felt seen by this 1996 black entertainment movie My favorite scene, uh, that one is great. Um, and I love the scene when they're at Jazzy's and you're first introduced to Lana Richie. But my favorite has to be, uh, this is a little more serious, but uh, when um, he figures out how, when he figures out the kid that uh, he's trying to help get out of uh, jail, um, mm, yeah. he figures out he's like innocent and like he goes in there and he's like, yeah, like, I mean, he says like he's more eloquent than me, but uh, <laughs> but like it's just I don't know. It's just a really cool scene, and like then the plaintiffs like hallelujah, and like I don't know. It's just I love. It. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's a great scene. I really wish um, this is one that I watched alone, just because um, uh, my wife and I just like our schedules are like are all over the place right now. But um, I really wish she had been able to watch that scene specifically with me because um, she worked for several years um, in juvenile justice. Right. And um, I think she would have really loved and resonated with a lot of what Henry was talking about, about yeah. how it's not just, you know, um, their their past behaviors and it's not just you know what we already think about um these kids it's about you know the potential and the possibility of what they could be right their future yeah yeah Yeah, that's a great yeah that's an awesome scene so yeah it's yeah it's good on so many levels because it's also that moment that i feel like henry realizes hey i am still doing good like i i i still got it you know so yeah that's that's definitely my favorite scene yeah, for sure um, and i do want to since we talked about that scene i do want to point out something about that scene that's very important to me that i hope everybody um gets and understands when they watch this um that even if that kid had been guilty and screwed up everything Henry said 
would still apply to them. Like, oh, even, that's a great point. Yeah. Even if they, even if they had been guilty the entire time, everything he said is still very applicable to, to those situations. Yeah. No, hundred percent. That's great. Um, what uh, stood out to you in this movie that you like really liked? Um, I mean, is it cheating if I say Denzel Washington? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I love Denzel. He, um, he, um, that was really. I mean, like in all honesty and seriousness, that was a really great casting job. Yeah. Um, on their part, because. Yeah. Um, especially young Denzel mm-hmm. brings so much natural charm and charisma to his roles that like, you know, he drops out of the sky and like, there's a lot of scenes where like, he's, he's talking to kids and there's a lot of times where like, he's talking to female characters and like, and like, if it was almost anybody else in the world, a couple of the uh, a couple of those scenes could have potentially not aged very well. But like, he he pulls it off, like with so much charm and charisma and respectfulness that like even now, being able to watch those scenes several years after the fact, you're just like, oh wow, that was like that was really great and well done. Mm -hmm. Like you can tell that like this character is being very genuine with everybody he talks to and stuff. And so like, um, in all honesty, even, even all of my pro Denzel bias aside, I think that was like a really great casting job on their part. I can't think of anybody else who, who could have played that as well. I definitely agree with that. I mean, like, well, like I said, uh, you know, at the start of the podcast, like he, he does that character so well that I will literally in a couple of weeks still forget that he is trying to sleep with Whitney Houston. In the <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will literally forget after probably after this podcast, I'll just be like, man, that's so cool. Like he's just he's so great. Flawless. He doesn't do anything wrong ever. Um, so <laughs> that's how good Denzel Washington is in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, it's kind of cheating for me because we already talked about this, but what stands out to me is definitely the soundtrack um, and then just the relatable uh, storyline of what a pastor's life is like. Um, I really like that because you don't see that in a lot of films. Um, I also think that, like, the the premise, like, of, like, you know, an overworked dad and, like, trying to get brought back to, like, reality um, happens a lot in a lot of Christmas movies. Um, but this was such a different perspective because like, you know, the pastor kind of has to be overworked like that. So it was kind of like just interesting, I think, to watch that, uh, because it, you know, it's kind of like, like in Jingle All the Way, right? Like, I mean, obviously Mm. very different movie, but like, you know, the dad is like constantly working, doesn't really have time for his family. Like, you know, and throughout that movie, you know, he eventually realizes, you know, family's number one. And like in this scenario, you know, it's, it's like that, but it's also still trying to balance, you know, how important a pastor's work is versus, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, I just think it's brilliantly done. So that stands out to me. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Do you have any other questions for me? Um, I'm not sure. Like, 
so so we we each of us um <laughs> i feel like each of us have talked before about how how annoying it can be or how bothersome it can be when we see depictions of things that we know a lot about in shows and movies and games and things like that that either are not done well or like have a couple of of issues with and things like that um so like i kind of want to ask you um because like i've kind of been out of the church game for like a while um and so um i'm kind of curious as to like does this interpretation and depiction of of religion and faith and how the church works um and even this depiction of angels in this film like does this does it bring up any any issue any issues for you does it bring up any things that you find kind of annoying or bothersome or anything like that as far as how it depicts all of that that's a really good question um Angels are, I'll start with angels. Angels, I feel like, are always weird to depict um, in movies. Uh, but, like, it's never necessarily bothersome for me. Um, my favorite uh, angel depiction would probably be uh, the angel in It's a Wonderful Life. Um, and that's kind of what I base my movie angels on. Whether it's realistic or not, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, boy, Clarence. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm. But um I, I was fine with Dudley's angel in this. Um it like I said, it didn't it's not weird enough to bother me. As far as like uh church and stuff is, I feel like it was a very accurate representation of it. Um it uh yeah, it reminded me a lot of the churches that I did grow up in that we were uh like growing up, like we didn't just go to church like we were like involved so like I, I did see the ins and outs and like I mean we were there like four times a week usually um so like the choir and like just like how they interacted with each other like it was just very like accurate so um it didn't really nothing really bothered if it annoyed me it's because it was too accurate because sometimes mm. uh, church people can be very annoying in general um but yeah yeah i got you no no yeah that's a good answer um i think yeah it's always i'm always fascinated by how different things kind of interpret and depict angels because like we really don't know like correct me if i'm wrong like as far as like biblical studies go and theology goes like there's probably a lot more about angels that we don't know than we do. That's probably fair. Uh, like... <laughs> there are descriptions of them. Um, and the way they're described sounds, uh, sounds kind of terrifying. Um, yeah, absolutely. But... It, um... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if this movie would have held the same weight if Denzel Washington was like an actual 
angel and he was this voice in it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't oh, know. <laughs> my God, when I tell you, I would have loved it even more. If, <laughs> if Henry is, if Henry had been out there just like having his day, you know, the, um, uh, on the youth center closes and he's just like, ah, I can't believe this happened. I don't know what I'm going to do to help these kids. I got to think of something. And then just like a biblical angel. That's just like three spinning rings covered in eyes and wings. Just shows up voiced <laughs> by Denzel up? Washington. <laughs> huh, Dudley. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, be not afraid, Henry. <laughs> that would have been incredible. That would have been awesome. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> I guess that's why it's so easy for me to like just accept the depiction of angels in movies because I would like to think that if God were to send an angel down, he'd be like, yo, I probably need to do it in like human form. So we're just going to make you look like <laughs> Denzel Washington and I mean. figure it out. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to calm down. Um, when I sent an angel to Daniel, he was like, not okay for like months <laughs> so i need, to, <laughs> I need to calm down a little bit when i send angels down um but <laughs> yeah but no uh, it's fascinating fascinating well if we ever um you know the fan correspondence hit it big and we decided to do like some remakes of films we should do a preacher's wife remake and dudley will be an actual you know accurate angel <laughs> that would that sounds <laughs> incredible still be voiced by denzel washington <laughs> oh yeah still voiced by denzel washington it it'll honestly just be a dub of the original script with him <laughs> him saying his lines <laughs> except it's over just like an eldritch horror of an angel <laughs> that's that's incredible higher yeah. higher guillermo <laughs> higher guillermo del toro I was about to say that. <laughs> to, do the, to do the angel design and everything else is the same. It's just <laughs> it's just terrifying angels. Even Lionel Richie, he's there too. Like, even yeah. Lionel Richie's there. <laughs> and even and even with like this this horrific mess of eyes and animal faces <laughs> on screen, every time Lionel Richie walks on, we're just gonna be like, oh my god, that's Lionel Richie. <laughs> Oh, I'm so we have our first project. This is gonna be great. This is great. <laughs> I'll get on the phone with Del Toro right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even remember what my last question was. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I think I asked what stood out. Oh no, you asked a question. That's I what did. it was. I did. Yes. You can't, yeah. you, you can't take me anywhere. <laughs> you really can't. I love it. Yeah, um, this really nice, wholesome movie about about a religious family getting their stuff together, and I'm just like, but what if the angel had more eyes? <laughs> Spoke the language of of the ancient Sumerians. <laughs> Oh god. Um, all right. Well, uh, what what's something that you just absolutely hated? You wish you could change about the movie. You'd like completely delete it from the movie. Is there anything? Um, well, now it's the angel design. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the prospect of everything staying the same, so you have this horrifying angel on screen, and Whitney Houston just kind of like, oh, okay, <laughs> I don't hate it. Um, 
Um, oh gosh, that's a good question. Uh, that really is. There's because like there's a couple of scenes that like I'm kind of like I'm unsure about. Um, that like I don't necessarily want to take out because I think it kind of adds to like the charm and the feet and the feel of the film. Um, I think I talked about it when we uh, discussed the Christmas list last episode where like, I actually really love the vibes of like nineties films. Um, and this one had a very um, specific kind of like flavor um, of nineties films. Um, um, like for example, um, the scene where they're in the basement practicing and um, she's reading a story to the children in children's church and like um, the boiler is going all crazy. Mm -hmm. And like, as it starts to knock faster and faster, they like sing faster and faster and she reads faster (laughs) and faster. That's like a very (laughs) nineties scene. And it was great. Um, It was awesome. Um, Yeah. Honestly, I think if anything, I think it'd be the scene towards the end that I talked about a little bit where Denzel just kind (laughs) of turns into a psychopath and goes (laughs) into their home and and makes the wedding picture be his face instead of (laughs) instead of Henry. That was just a really weird that scene caught me off guard, like really bad. No, that's Um, fair. That was I just kind of changed the tone of the whole ending for me. That's fair. But um but yeah, other than that it was I thought it was really well done. I thought it was good. Okay. Awesome. Uh would you watch it again? Um yes, I would watch this one again. Um um same as my answer last episode just because that's um just kind of how I am um uh, with this kind of stuff. I'd probably wait um a year or two um sure. having not seen it before I watch it again. Um, I do want to eventually watch, um, the courtroom scene with my wife, Alyssa, uh, because I do think she'd really, really enjoy, um, that part because yeah. it, it's really well done, um, and well written, but, um, but yes, I would watch this again. This wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't mind, um, this one kind of popping up on the Christmas playlist in a couple years. I'd be fine yeah. with that. And by then, you'll also forget that Dudley tries to sleep with Whitney Houston. Exactly. So. I'll slip back into it, and I'll just be like, oh, Denzel Washington? Ah, uh, you can't do anything wrong. Let's watch it. It's a, it's a problem. Like, he, like even, even in the movies where he plays objectively the bad guy, I'm still just like, ah, uh, oh, Denzel. I'm sure you okay. have reasons for what you're doing. Like, no shit. Like you said that, and I'm like, when's he a bad guy? Like, no yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. He has been. But <laughs> but thinking back, you're just like, uh, see, this is what JK Rowling did collectively to like everyone but me who read the Harry Potter books. Yeah. And afterwards we talked about how they felt about Snape. Like <laughs> the same spell is cast on me, except instead of Snape, who's objectively the worst, it's Denzel Washington. <laughs> And I forget every bad thing he's ever done. <laughs> Just like what? Denzel Washington? He's incredible. He's a hero. If I have a son, he'll probably be named Denzel. <laughs> because he's so great. He's never done anything wrong ever. Ever. Um, <laughs> um, how would you say it compares to the other films that we've watched so far? Um, yes. 
I think this one, even though I like the Christmas list a lot, and I respect that, like, it kind of knew, um, it, it knew what it wanted to do and what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that, like, this one is by far the best one we've watched. Yeah. Hands down. So far. Yeah, just, like, every component of it uh, between, like, the soundtrack and the casting is was great. And just, like, um, and just overall, just kind of how I enjoyed it. This is, like... This is the closest I've gotten to having that, like, traditional Christmas movie experience of just, like, at the end of it, of just kind of, like, all, like, happier than when um, I, I started it and stuff. With well, the exception awesome. of the weird scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of that. But, um, yeah, like, this is definitely one that like kind of helped me remember like the first time I watched like it's a wonderful life and like oh, had that kind of feeling of just being like, Oh yeah, it's like, yeah, it's great. It's Christmas. Like, Ooh, it's, <laughs> it's really nice. I feel good now. But um, yeah. Yeah. This one is by far the best one we've watched so far. I really yes, like it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, this is a little offset. Well, it is very offset actually. Um, we're you're I was talking about the other films that we watched and I just remembered that Amy Smart um is in another like quote unquote Christmas movie. Um and oh it's boy. just friends with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan and, Reynolds? Yes. I forgot she was in that movie. Have you have you seen this at all? No. Ryan okay. Reynolds. Yes, this this might okay, it's a horrible movie, but like we might have to put it on next Christmas fest. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Amy Smart says that's that. A, that's incredible. Oh my God. You know <laughs> what? I just, <laughs> Did you sorry. Look it up? I gave everybody kind of a peek behind the scenes as to what I do when we record. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I looked up Amy Smart to find um, just friends that Jenny's talking about. And I just realized she she plays the main girl in the butterfly effect from 2004. Oh, she does. That's great. I didn't wow. even realize. Wow. Wow. Yeah, her okay, career has gone some interesting places. It but, has? <laughs> but oh my goodness! Crazy. <laughs> wow. Well, good for her. I'm down to watch um, Just Friends sometimes. That'd be great. <laughs> Maybe we'll just do that as like a bonus movie or something, but. Anyway, it's considered one, but okay. So like, you remember oh. how last episode we talked about like what my components for a Christmas movie is like, yes, it do. doesn't meet any of those. So it's just a movie <laughs> that so happens to take place around <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> so like 12 days of Christmas is closer to a Christmas movie than, um, that one. So gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm down sometime. Yeah. I'd be down to have like a like an off the books episode of <laughs> of Christmas Fest. That'd be yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. right. I love Ryan Reynolds. I like Ryan Reynolds almost as much as I like Denzel Washington. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. He's in a lot of like uh, maybe we'll just do a Ryan Reynolds themed like podcast because he's in like a lot of like weird like uh rom-coms but like they're all mm-hmm. good because he's in it like you know what i mean so like oh, yeah. i don't know oh yeah that's the, my um, opinion on it 
the potential <laughs> journey that we could trace by doing just <laughs> random films um, in Ryan Reynolds' filmography is like incredible <laughs> because you could just be like, let's watch like just friends or the proposal and then just be like now let's watch like Deadpool 2 and then just be like now let's watch van wilder yeah remember when he was in that like oh my god that was crazy yeah this sounds like all right you heard it here first folks uh ryan Reynolds podcast coming soon Uh yeah it's a true reason for the season everybody uh but anyway back on uh subject sorry um Uh, any final thoughts about the preacher's wife? Um, yeah, man. Again, it was just really refreshing to see. Um, uh, <laughs> again, this is going to sound like I'm being mean, but like I'm really not trying to be. Um, I'm not like saying this about anybody specifically, but um, it was really refreshing to get to see a depiction of a pastor who's like honestly trying his best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was one of the more interesting kind of refreshing things about it. Um, uh, because so often both in real life and I'm all, um, also in Hollywood, if like a pastor character shows up, it's usually to be like, Oh, this is the character who's, who's like a hypocrite or this is a character who like you're supposed to not generally feel positive about mm-hmm. in the scope of the film. Um, and so it was really refreshing to see, um, a preacher character, um, not be like super hypocritical or holier than thou, not be like a hunching bag for writers who have a bad relationship with religion. Like it was just a depiction. It was a story about a pastor who was trying to do his best and, I feel like 25 years after the fact, we still don't have a lot of those yeah. um, to watch. So I mm-hmm. thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Absolutely. Um, well, all right. Uh, I guess our next film that we're going to be watching uh, is called Borrowed Hearts. It's another 90s Christmas film with Eric Ooh. McCormick. Um, 90s. Yes. It's great. It. Uh, it's a really good one. Uh, I would, uh, man, I, it's right up there with Preacher's Life. I don't know if it surpasses it, but it is, it's a really good one. So, wow. It's big yeah. talk. Big talk. Yes, I do. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, uh, great. Um, we will see you all next time on our next podcast. And thanks for listening. Thanks for caring. And have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays if we don't uh, talk to you till then. And uh, yeah. Kawa Habunga, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone gets a good Kawa Bunga, it's Denzel Washington. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>